You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. It's the weekend. It's time to get ready for Sunday. It's time to relax with your family. It's time to cut the grass. It's time for Tim Talks. While you're doing what you're doing, listening in on Tim Talks will help you. It will help you pass the time, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. It doesn't matter. We've got it all covered. We've got every length you need right here at Tim Talks. Amen. Welcome, Brother Wolven, to Tim, po- Tim Talks this Friday. How in the world are you? I am doing absolutely phenomenal. Um, Tim Talks is a great workout assistant. Uh, you can yes. sort of time your, time your workout sometimes by it. So um, I was yep. riding my bike this past week, and I was watching an old movie. And I kept laughing Ooh. out loud. And another guy in the gym said, uh, what in the world are you watching? You know, and I told him the name of the movie and he he, he was going, good grief. That is amazing. So. Wow. It's amazing what you can do when you really want to do it. Uh, I was working out as well. And um, uh, I watched a 30 second commercial and that pretty much filled all the time that I needed right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> My workout is going door to door and telling people about Jesus. It's bending a knee to prayer. I don't worry about the physical. The Bible says that, you know, bodily bodily exercise profits little. So I've gone to more of a spiritual workout and I'm here to pump you up right here today yeah, on you, TikToks. You don't understand in the original, it says oh. bodily exercise profiteth the little. So that's why I need to do it. I see. Oh, we missed that little, just that one little jot. Yes, right. Yes, yes. You got every jot until all. That's why it's much more important for me than it is for you. Well, it says if you want to be little, (laughs) that's the problem. (laughs) Yes, bringing back the memories of Dave Cook. I was at Cleveland Baptist and I had said, I was given announcements and I said, uh, there's a big ladies meeting at blah, blah, blah. And I gave the details. And so Dave, of course, comes up and goes, "Um, how big does the lady have to be? Is it height? Is it weight? Is it dress size? How do they measure this? How do they, you know, and just on and on. You got to be very careful with Dave Cook. He he was a literalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What a guy. Well, uh, it's Friday, and it is it's Friday. time to look at another misconception Yes, of uh, folks. And, uh, and the misconception today deals with yep. sanctification. Uh, it's a long word, a lot of teens. Now, college, college age, if they're in Bible college, they sort of have to grasp this and get pretty deep into it. But for teens, a lot of times... Uh, the word will be used, and it's like, whoa, I, I have no idea what that is. And so it it begins in the Old Testament, 
about sanctified furniture and then a sanctified office. And so people who are going to be in an office uh, need to be sanctified, the high priest, every priest, on and on. When somebody does their priestly duties in the tabernacle and then later the temple, uh, the uh, furniture that was put in, all the utensils that are used, everything has to be sanctified. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of misunderstandings about sanctification. And, uh, you know, we think that it it means uh, how holy am I going to live? So what are some things that right. you may have heard? I, I'll address mine. I just want to go off talking forever. Yeah, no, um, I would say that uh, you're you're spot on. That's exactly it. And I try to let people know that sanctification, sanctification simply means set apart. And yes. we are set apart for the use of God. Yes. And so the question is, how set apart are you? Well, I, I don't know if there's a limit on being set apart. I, I want to be right with the Lord and I want to remove as much sin from my life as I possibly can. And unfortunately, that's a daily, that's a daily task. And we're never going to be perfect. We know that because of the flesh and the taint of sin of the flesh. But we can certainly have a better walk with the Lord. And the Bible seems to indicate that we can have a perfect walk with the Lord. And that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I want to have. I want to have that walk with the Lord where when I sin, I immediately confess that sin and get it out of my life and stop doing it. And I want to have that walk with the Lord where I'm not walking as often toward that sin. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting it out of my life and I'm purifying my life. That consecration of the life is part of sanctification. And so it's a growth process. And I think you said, I don't know if it was Monday or Wednesday, you talked about, you know, growing and the maturation of a person. And as I get older and we both have gotten older this week, um, you learn and and you do, you, you exercise and learn of the mind of the body of the spirit, of the soul, all of those things are constantly maturing. And as I get older in the things of Christ, I learn more things that I can do to please Christ. And how, uh, I learn ways to stay away from those things that I should not be doing uh, that, that hurt Christ. And so that's, that's something I think people need to understand. Yeah. I like to try to help everybody understand a little bit more the difference between just holy living and living clean and being sanctified, it goes back to a purpose. It is connected deeply to a purpose. I use this illustration, and so people in our church that are listening, there won't be any surprise to them. But uh, my wife has a set of china that oftentimes when a preacher comes over to our house to eat, she will use. That china is sanctified. It doesn't mean it glows. It doesn't mean it's holy. It doesn't uh, radiate godliness, you know, as as we pick it up and hold the utensils or, you know, eat out of it that somehow we've been transformed. It's just it's set apart for a particular use. Um, My my wife's grandmother, uh, whose husband worked in the coal mines in West Virginia, she saved up money for years and finally bought this this nice set of china that has gold inlay on it and things because she wanted to use it whenever the preacher would come over. That was her desire, mm-hmm. is that she mm-hmm. wanted to honor the preacher at, when he came over the house to eat. And so wow. um, as my wife will, you know, she'll tell the story 
about that and how it as she likes using it for those special occasions. And especially when I wave a preacher over our house to eat, she likes using that. And so it doesn't mean it, it, it basically means that the purpose for those things is the same as if I ate pizza watching a football game or, you right. know, hot dogs after church or something like that. But it's not I, I should not use them because that's not the purpose. The purpose mm-hmm. to honor that purpose is a special occasion. And so we have been sanctified to be used by God. That is such a privilege. It is such an honor. It is a special occasion. Now, it doesn't mean we only do it once a week or once a month or once a year, but it means every time God uses us, it's special. And so I never know when God is going to use me. So therefore, I want to remain clean and I want to remain available for any time he wants to use me because it's special. I have been and I am in the process of being sanctified because I want to I want God to use me. Yeah, the Bible talks about vessels of honor and dishonor and. I love that. Yeah, I want to be clean and ready when the Lord wants to use me. That's awesome. I thought this too, as you're saying that, um, if you're a pastor, you need to visit your people. Uh, I had someone just tell me the other day, I don't, I can't remember who it was. It may have been you. Somebody said that, um, somebody went to visit someone and they said, I've never had a pastor visit our home. I've never had a preacher come by. And they said for years, they told people for years, my pastor came by and visited me. I was in another church. In another denomination, nobody had ever come by. When I joined the Independent Baptist Church, my pastor came by to visit, and he came to our home and visited. That's really a special thing. So let me just throw that out as uh, a segue of what you just said. But yeah, um, just ready, ready at the ready always for the, the Savior to use us. I love that Amen. thought, that idea. And to to be clean. Wow. That's, that's a big task. Um, and, and we need to look, you know, I, I just stayed in a place recently and it wasn't very clean, to be honest. And I, you know, went to get something from the cupboard. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me call Ruthie and ask if she can clean the house a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew it'd come out. I knew it would come out. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys are moving. You'll never be back yeah. there. Oh yeah, yeah not a uh, now. I bet. Okay. I bet there was boxes everywhere and things boxes. were off the wall. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was gonna bring that out later, but yeah. So I'm in this place <laughs> and I pull something out of the cupboard. Use I pull the cup out and it was dirty, mm. and it it just it, it's kind of like finding a hair in your food. It's like it, you know it's not like really bad, but it's just there's something gross about somebody's hair in your food, yes. and. To me, as a Christian, when we sin, it's hair in the food, or it's something in the bottom of the cup, or it's, you know, just something that's not right. And I, and I don't want the Lord to go to the cupboard to use me and find something in my life that says, oh, I, I can't use that. It's not, it's not yeah. clean. Oh, and that's, to me, that sanctification. And I, I want that. I want the Lord to be able to use me. Um Every, every opportunity can. And so we've got, I think you've got to give conscious thought to that. And I don't think enough people do. I don't think we think about that on a regular basis. And every time we sin, uh, my good friend, brother Doug McLean said, not only do I break 
the law of God. I break the heart of God. And what a disappointment. I, I think of, um, you know, my grandson has a little monkey and we, we call it monkey <laughs> monk. I call it monk. And, uh, that monkey, if it gets a spot on it, if it gets dirty, if it gets, you know, mistreated, he has at five years of age, he still has, you know, a bit of a, a stress out about that because that's his special thing. And he wants that kept right. And I think, well, I think that's God with us. He just wants us to stay right so that we can be used. Yeah. Amen. Well, whenever you start thinking about, um, you know, we want to be used, so we need to be clean. Uh, sanctification, sanctification does involve being clean, but of course we have been completely sanctified uh, the moment we got saved. Yet our Christian growth is a process of sanctification in this body of flesh. And then one day with a brand new body, we will be completely sanctified. But my soul, my spirit has been sanctified immediately the moment I got saved. But whenever you start talking about sanctification, it hinders God from being able to use us. Whenever you think of different different things in the Bible where someone or something was hindered, uh, you know, uh, right. talks about uh, you know, don't be bitter against your wives, that your prayers be not hindered. Uh, whenever the right. uh, eunuch had stopped and, and said, well, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What is keeping me from being baptized? E even the Bible says that Jesus, when he, he went to a particular place, and he could do, do no great work there because yeah. of their unbelief. So even the work yeah. of God, Jesus Christ himself, his ministry was hindered, not him as an individual uh, God in the flesh, but but in his ministry, his ministry was hindered. And so when I have sin in my life, and especially known sin, uh, and I'm and I'm just in a state of rebellion or stubbornness, which is still rebellion and wit, wit, like the sin of witchcraft. Um, it hinders God from using us. I think one of the greatest thing that teenagers and young adults need to find is the joy of God using you and that he does want to and that he will. Yeah, I, you know, I went to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. It says this, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification. You know, we often think of God's will as a direction and a place and all those things. But, yeah. but part of God's will is that we be sanctified, that we be set apart. And, and listen to this, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. You know, Paul was dealing with a very very sexual uh, uh, society there yeah. in Greece, Thessalonica. And I think we are right back there. We are in that society today. Mm -hmm. uh, people are consumed. Uh, I've, I've been listening lately to some podcasts and some reading some articles on um, children, you know, being sold into the sex trades, uh, uh, slavery, as it were. And, America, Canada, North America are the largest consumers of those things. They're buying more children from around the world than any other place in the world oh my um, for deviant acts, deviant acts. 
And it's, it's crazy. And we have a society that has gone crazy when it comes to those things. And fornication deals with, you know, any real, you know, any unnatural or unbiblical act sexually. And it's happening. And so in, in the realm of Christianity, I'm afraid to say, Brother Wolven, you and I both know that there are many that are struggling with those things today of the mind and the purity of the mind and the purity of the body and keeping those things right in, in perspective of the Lord. So um, I think that we as Christians today, one of the areas where we really need to abstain, where we really need to watch ourselves is in those areas that we're watching, that we're looking at, that we're thinking of things in a right perspective when it comes to those things. So many areas in which we need to abstain, but that's a big one today for sure. A big yeah, one. It it goes exactly. It goes right back to purpose. The purpose. Yeah. Even as the Bible says that your bodies were not made for fornication. That's not the right. whole reason that we have a physical body is for self-gratification. The reason that we've even been created is to honor and glorify God. An unsaved person cannot. Cannot. Right. A saved person now can, and we have this great opportunity where God wants to use us and will use us if we're yielded, if we're clean, if we're available. And so sanctification is really wrapped up all in that purpose of what can God do with you? Um, I think it's D.L. Moody, whenever he was a very young man, just after he got saved, not too long after he got saved. He got consumed with this thought that he said the world has yet to see a man totally dedicated to Christ. And so he made up his mind, I want to be that man. And of course, we know all that he had done for Christ. And before he died, he said, the world still has yet to see what yeah. someone what a man can do who's totally dedicated to christ and wow. uh, you know that's 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 really something right i was preaching one time and i was talking to young people and i said you know some of you are making decisions that are going to wreck your life and you're going to give yourself away you're going to you know lose your purity you know different things like that and a young lady came to me and she said pastor I don't know what to do. I've already wrecked my life. I've already given myself away to a man and I, I cannot be used by God anymore. God can't use me. My mm-hmm. life is over kind of thing. And I said, no, 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 let me clarify something. And it was a really good point. And I went back and preached the next message about this, that God <laughs> is in the restoration business. Amen. All of us are wrecked by sin. All of us, Amen. we're all wrecked. Um, we just recently uh, had a car that got hit. Um, oh. my wife's car. Yeah. A lady backed out of a garage. The the brakes had just been worked on in the car and oh. there's no brake fluid in the line. And so she pushed on the brake and there was nothing. Well, she hit our car and it drove it into another vehicle. And oh wrecked. my goodness. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not huge, but it's got to get fixed. Yeah. And so we took it to a place and the guy said, yeah, I can fix it. And you'll never know it was there. He was in the restoration business and God's in that business. There are some cars that only the driver and the guy that fixed it know that there's anything yes. wrong with that vehicle. I've seen some guys that can do body work that are amazing. Amen. And I'm hoping that someday they'll work on mine 
and make my <laughs> body amazing. If you have enough sandpaper and Bondo, maybe they can make it look good. But um, so, yeah, so God's in the restoration business. So if you're thinking today, listen, I, I messed up. My life's a mess. I did drugs. I did alcohol. I was abusive. You know, I did crimes. God can restore you. He can sanctify you and make you clean and get you back to where you need to be, where only God and you will ever know it. So let me encourage you to, to get to the body shop today, as it were, and, and uh, seek, seek the restoration of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I've talked to many people and guys and girls, and I've told them you cannot ever regain your virginity. That has That's been right. lost. But you right. absolutely can gain purity. You can mm -hmm. regain your purity between you and the Lord. And so yeah. I, I don't yeah. say that for those who are wanting an excuse to lose their right. virginity. I'm not saying that at right. all, but I am saying that, uh, you know, that the grace of God can still, you can be used. Uh, God That's still right. wants to use us and none of us deserve to be used. Yeah, that's our time. That's our time. Well, thank you for a great week, Brother Wolven. And uh, for those who sent in those recommendations, we love it. Uh, somebody told me the other day, I've got a bunch of questions for you. I said, great, we need them. Send them in. We're just about at the end of our mailbag. And we could sure use your questions over these next few weeks. Uh, we're good at coming up with stuff, but man, we we want to discuss what you want to hear. We we want to talk about those things that are important to you. And if you'll send them to us, that would be awesome. You can yes, address them to Brother Wolfen or myself. Totally old dudes, but who are totally yeah. relevant. That's what we want to be. We yeah. want to be relevant. We're hip. We're hip. We're cool. That's what we. I are. don't know about that. Are we those... just want to be relevant. <laughs> I just need a, I just need a new hip. <laughs> <laughs> and in Canada, that's going to take me about nine months. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, from uh, again, the great state of Michigan, by the time this airs, I will have been well home, but uh, for today, uh, still here in Wolverine, Michigan, finishing out a great missions conference and hoping that this church will again, do what they did last year. They doubled their missions commitment last year. Man. And, uh, and have uh, stayed up with that. So praise the Lord for that. And they also took on Bearing Precious Seed Canada and the Canadian Gospel Project as one of their missionaries. Praise the Lord. So uh, thank you for that. We appreciate that. And we can always use more of that. And if you can help us with that uh, matching fund, that would be great as well. We want to get that done. Uh, about We need about $49,000 to match and we're done. So help us out if you can. If you can't, that's okay. Take a couple bucks. Go to BaptistDead.com. Help Brother Wolven out. I know he'd appreciate it. Well, this is Dan Wolven, and I'm grieving and praying for my dear, dear friend who has been yeah. immersed in that state up north. Now, yeah. there's a yeah. pocket of believers pocket. and wonderful people that where he yeah. is. Just yeah. delightful, godly, mm -hmm. wonderful people. But whenever you think of all that they're surrounded by, whenever I mm -hmm. think the spiritual maize and blue that is surrounding oh. and invading that state. My, how there needs to be more churches like that there. So God bless you. God bless them specifically. But my heart goes out as we begin the football season, college football Ooh. season. Here we go. Here we go. Guy who enjoyed breaking the rules and 
just relished in doing things wrong. And yes, he's been found out. And yes, there is a price to pay on sin. So uh, we will see how they do in four weeks after some unnamed individual who had gone deep into sin and breaking the breaking the godly rules of recruitment that uh, are in the godly rules of recruitment. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get sanctified, my brother. (laughs) You've been tainted. There's red all over your face. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, to everyone in Michigan. Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet face, gray hair. Yeah. To everybody uh, outside of Ohio, let me just say that uh, I'm Al Stone from Canada, um, and uh, we love you all, and we have no animosity. We don't care about who you're cheering for when it comes to football season because we only play hockey. Now, that's a different story. We'll talk about that another time. This is Tim Talks. We're glad to be with you. We'll look forward to being back with you on Monday again with another fun-filled week of Tim Talks. Share us with others. We want you to do it. Go to Baptist Ed. Go to bpscanada.org. Please, we want to see you. We want to hear from you. We need you. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend, eh? You know, I was just thinking, what would yeah. Cleveland be like if they had a pro football team? Yeah, imagine. Wow. Be like Toronto having a hockey team. <laughs> You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.